Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Face Connecticut. We're on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5, WRCH, and 96.5 TIC. I'm Morgan Cunningham on Face Connecticut, and what we're going to talk about this week is obviously a topic that has come up a lot in the last week in light of everything that has happened in Texas with the mass school shooting that had happened in Uvalde on Tuesday. Uh, And, you know, it's an issue that's going on not just in Texas, but across the country, here in Connecticut as well. And I'm bringing on two guests to talk about a big event that's happening next weekend right here in Connecticut, in Hartford, with the Brother Carl Hardrick Institute. So let's bring on our guests one at a time and say good morning, Francine. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for coming on, Francine Austin, with the Brother Carl Hardrick Institute. Could you just give everybody an idea what your role is with this upcoming project? And we're going to talk more about it, but could you just give a quick intro of yourself? So my name is Francine Austin. I am the CEO of Francine Entertainment and Marketing. I am working closely with the Brother Carl Hardrick Institute, developing strategic plans, marketing, PR, event production, But more importantly, I believe in this mission, and I am from Hartford. So this is very near and dear to me. All right. Welcome to Face Connecticut. And our other guest this morning on Face Connecticut is Andrew Woods. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Thank you for the invitation. Glad to be here. Our other guest this morning on Face Connecticut is Andrew Woods. Good morning, Andrew. Welcome to the program. Well, good morning, and thank you for inviting me. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here and part of our conversation. Could you just tell us what your part of BCHI is? I guess you do training and some other related work there? That's correct. My primary role is to develop the training program to make sure that there are individuals who are interested in doing the work that the cow has done for over 60 years to make sure that individuals have the same skills, the knowledge, and the uh, expertise to provide the intervention and prevention work that Brother Cow has been doing again for over six decades. Um, I also am the interim director of the program to make sure that in the work with the Board of Ambassadors and Francine and others to uh, provide it with the kind of technical assistance overall operationally so that the program becomes an effective institution. Francine and Austin, Francine and Andrew, welcome to the program this morning on Face Connecticut. I'd like to talk about just in general, and we could dive into this and we could dive into the national conversation as well. I'd like to do a little bit of both throughout the program here, but uh, let's just start off with next weekend. It is Saturday, June 4th. You guys are having quite an event um, from 10 in the morning until 2 going on in Hartford. Uh, The Brother Carl 
Hardrick Institute for Violence Prevention and Community Engagement, the big grand opening of that event. Uh, Francine, maybe you could just kind of start us off with what is bringing us up to this big grand opening and what is it all about? This grand opening is something that, as we all know, is so needed. The Brother Carl Hodrick Institute has been in the making. It started with a vision between two people who cared, Joanne Price of Fairview Capital and Stephen Baer from the Community Trustees of the Jewish Federation of Greater Hartford. They had a simple conversation and they understood that the work that Brother Carl was doing needed to continue and we needed more interveners. Henceforth, leading up to this, we have had a Brother Carl Hodrick Institute launch in November, which was very successful, and several webinars in regards to the work that we're doing. So on the 4th, which we will host a huge community block party celebration for the grand opening. Guests will be allowed to tour the Brother Carl Hodrick Institute as well as receive information on how they can become involved, whether it's as an intervener or some type of role in the Brother Carl Hodrick Institute. We will have information for the families, children, as well as things to engage the community and then for those to get to know one another because we, as we all know, uh, violence does not discriminate. So everyone is welcome. There'll be live music, food, information, a tour of the Brother Carl Hodrick Institute, and just a whole day focused on nothing but violence prevention and community engagement. There's so much violence that goes on in our world, in our country, in our state. And I think that what we're here to focus on this morning is gun violence, right? And with BCHI, Andrew, maybe you could talk a little bit about people who are involved with Brother Carl and the Institute, and what are some of the qualities that they bring? I mean, gun violence is such a widespread issue, it's hard to pinpoint it. You have individual shootings where people are injured and, you know, shootings where people are died, die, and then there are mass shootings as well. So you need really a diverse group of people to kind of tackle this issue. So how do you put them all together and look for qualities in people? Well, I think, they, and that's a very good question. I think what we're really looking at here with the Institute is that, you know, un unfortunately, we do have mass shootings that take place, um, and quite frankly, too, too frequently as of the last several decades, uh, last couple, several years. But what typically happens in urban areas is your day-to-day -day drip, drip, drip of gun violence that impact folks in primarily urban areas. And so when you think about the Brother Cow Institute, you're really thinking about individuals who have a willingness and an interest in being trained. And by the way, trained and certified to be what we call violence prevention professionals, which it does have its own classification to where it is a career opportunity for folks who really want to do this work and to do it inside communities that have high rates of gun violence, victimization, and individuals who really can use an intervener to help prevent not only the initial injury or encounter with gun violence, but also intervene and provide resources and support to help individuals who have been directly impacted. And that includes reta preventing retaliations. That includes what we call re-injuries or recidivism or gunshot victims. And then again, connecting folks to a variety of different services and supports um, include medical behavioral supports, case management, connections to employment, and other needs that victims of violent crime might be uh, facing. 
Speaking this morning on Face Connecticut about the Brother Carl Hardrick Institute, their event coming up next Saturday. It is June 4th from 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon, a big community uh, opening block party, bringing people together on this issue of gun violence eradication. Francine, what are some stories that the Institute hears from people just in the Hartford community when it comes to violence? And what are some of the common goals in eradicating it? A lot of the stories we hear are stories about uh, youth who come from uh, homes who uh, have to go to school. And the majority of the time, the 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 location from their home and the route to school is usually plagued with you know violence and so you want to ensure that the kids get to school safely and that's one of the things that brother carl is known for he transcends generational he is he can uh appeal to the youth he appeals to the older and he makes sure that the kids get to school and so that's one of the things that uh one of the challenges that the kids normally have right there within the community. So Brother Carl makes sure that they get to school, education, and then next thing you know, college. So these are just some of the challenges. So when you think of violence, you have to think of also how it affects their education. Because if you can't get to school, you can't get an education. And speaking about school, you know, you look at what happened just last week in Texas, the mass school shooting. There are students who are afraid to go to school And there are students who may be concerned about maybe looking out for warning signs in a person, be it a student um, or anybody else in the community that they may deal with in day-to-day life. Uh, Maybe either of you, Francine or Andrew, could you comment about, you know, how to get people aware of perhaps warning signs that somebody may be a threat and an attempt to really cut down on what could be a tragic situation like what we saw in Uvalde? Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that we all know about social media and interestingly, over the last decade or so with social media is that it happens to be the place of, you know, it's the town hall. It's the town hall, not only for young, for adults, but it's also the town hall for young people where they exchange information, where they actually uh, support and encourage each other to do positive things and to connect with services and supports that are meaningful to them and their family. But also it's an area and it's a place where young people actually find themselves um, engaged in um, cyberbullying, and, and and for for lack of a better term, basically engaging in threatening other individuals or finding themselves getting in the beef through social media or saying something that offends someone, and then it evolves and manifests itself into now a threat. And in fancy references, going to school, and then now what may have started on Facebook or social media. Now, when that individual, those young people see each other in school, it now escalates into something that can result in further harm or additional harm or an initial injury from a violent act and so forth. And so those are some of the telltale signs, if you will, by monitoring Facebook, by even listening to young people who are reporting that they have witnessed or heard something that has transpired on Facebook or social media that they believe might lead to something that can be detriment, det- detrimental to them or their friends. Is BCHI involved at all with Hartford Public Schools? You know, there are so many different schools um, throughout the city of Hartford uh, at all grade levels. And, you know, just also in the last week, there was a stabbing there. Um, again, a situation of violence that escalated uh, beyond typical means and, uh, and ended up in a student being injured. 
and another student being arrested. Is BCHI getting involved or have they been involved with the school system? Well, well, for decades, Brother Cow and those that do this work uh, as interveners, they are directly connected to schools and involved with schools as a practice. Because yes. there's really no way that you can do this work without connecting to people, young people, because quite frankly, they are at school age. And therefore, that's where you find them at. That's where you can intervene. That's where you can provide the support. And therefore, it has to be a collaboration between what takes place in the streets as well as with the school. So in principle, that's exactly what the BCI Institute will also train folks and teach people how to do in terms of engaging and partnering with schools, other community groups, and other partners. And so that, in principle, is certainly a part of what we do is to make those connections. As an institute, starting out in our first year or two, there have already been an interest from schools to have the Brother Cowell Institute embedded inside a few schools. And that is something that we will eventually pilot with a few schools. And we've been in discussions with uh, middle and high schools uh, within the greater Hartford area that have an interest and we have an interest in partnering with them more directly as an institute. But as a principle for interveners that will be trained by the Brother Cow Institute, they cannot do this work without being engaged with schools and other partners. What about parents as well? Because, you know, parents and home life certainly has an impact on how a child behaves. Are there parents perhaps involved with BCHI? Are you guys reaching out to parents as well? That may be a little harder. You know, parents aren't at school, but it's certainly a population that's out there, right? Well, you know, Francine talked about Brother Kyle's intergenerational connections. Uh, One that goes back to, again, some of the principles and practices of an intervener is that you cannot do this work without engaging parents, without engaging whoever their caregiver may, may be, because kids do have to go home. They do come from somewhere. And although many parents may not be, you know, they're working two and three jobs, may not be as present as they may have been, say, decades ago, they still want to have their, they still want their children safe. They still want to be connected to interveners who can work with their young people. And quite frankly, that's one of the first places that we actually begin our intervention. It may be with the young person, but it's certainly in collaboration with the parent or the guardian because that's the only way you can somewhat ensure that your interventions are, are, are that much more effective. It has to be engaged, has to be a partnership between the caregiver. When people may be interested, perhaps they go to the event next Saturday, June 4th, 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon in Hartford, the grand opening block party on Saturday for the Brother Carl Hardrick Institute going on in Hartford. That's what we're talking about this morning on Face Connecticut. Maybe a question for Francine. If somebody goes and they're interested, or maybe they know somebody who is actually interested in learning more about BCHI and what they do and publicizing that mission to cut down on gun violence, what do you guys uh, do to start that conversation with someone who's interested? Is it a a pamphlet? Is it just a regular face-to-face conversation? Is it inviting them to a meeting? What's the next step? So that day we will have interveners on location, like Andrew said. We have several interveners who have already successfully um, graduated and have been certified. So they will be present as well as Andrew and as a lot of 
other um, board of ambassadors for that day. So we will have information to disseminate to all of our guests, as well as people they can speak to one-on-one in regards to the Brother Carl Hydric Institute. And I also like to tell people to please go to the website, which is www bchinstitute.org. You will find information. It will constantly update it. We'll be streaming live that day as well. So even if you don't have an opportunity to come to the grand opening on the 4th, you can go to the Brother Carl Hodrick um, Institute um, website and find all of the information that you need. We're talking, of course, this morning on Face Connecticut with Francine Austin and Andrew Woods from the Brother Carl Hardrick Institute. Again, can't say it enough. We're talking about the event next Saturday, June 4th, 10 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon, a good four-hour block during midday, going on in Hartford, the grand opening block party for the BCHI. Um, Tragic, right? It's absolutely tragic what happened almost a week ago in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, It's changed the conversation going on in our country and has brought up an issue that comes up every so often on gun violence. So I guess and this is a very broad question, and uh, you know we're talking about just greater Hartford, not the United States as a whole, but how has this tragedy changed or renewed the conversation on eradicating gun violence through peaceful means and through education? Well, I think, you know, the other day we were at the, on the state capitol with the governor as well as um, congresspersons and other advocates that do this work. And, um, and and folks that have been impacted by Sandy Hook, folks that have been impacted by uh, uh, urban gun violence and others, and and you know, and we and we all want the same thing. And what we want to do is make sure we elevate the importance of addressing this issue, elevate the importance of partnering to make sure that the effective strategies are in place, the supports are in place, and the means by which we can support individuals who may feel the need uh, to uh, to deal with conflict or to respond to challenges that they have by violent means. And so what this does is that this opportunity, if you will, enables us to continue to elevate that message that this is not acceptable in terms of uh, the way that folks are usually using weapons to again, resolve conflict or deal with challenges they might have. But in fact, that everyone's impacted by it, whether it's an urban gun violence issue or rather it's a mass killing that took place in places like uh, Buffalo or uh, uh, Texas and elsewhere. And so, um, again, it helps us, again, renew those efforts. And Francine, any thoughts on your end on that issue going on nationally and, you know, how it trickles down to Connecticut? Well, I think I just follow up with what Andrew said. Um, Just working together with our community, ensuring that our government is on board and what we can do to come together to really eradicate gun violence and making sure that our community right here is aware and has the information that they need and understand that there is a place, there is the Brother Carl Hodrick Institute that uh, will be open in regards to the prevention of gun violence, uh, community violence, and community engagement. Not too long ago, I had a conversation with the mayor of New Britain, Mayor Aaron Stewart, uh, and the focus of that conversation was on homelessness. And what we were kind of talking about was drugs being a part of homelessness, and also leading to some aspects of violence. And as we know, um, when drugs are involved, oftentimes it can usually result in some form of violence, uh, be it shooting, be it a stabbing or anything else like that. And so, you know, we've talked about schools, we've talked about the nationwide issue. 
Um, how about drugs and getting people help for perhaps an addiction that they need, which in turn could cut down on violence going on in Hartford or anywhere else? When we think about drugs, you know, there's two things. You know, what simply comes to people's minds is that you think about drug sales or you're thinking about the guy on the corner that may be engaged in drug sales or the marketing of drugs and the violence that, that uh, the sale of drugs attracts. And then there's the individuals who actually are violently injured who may be dealing with or those who may be even perpetrators. In many respects, those individuals have histories of trauma. They have significant trauma histories. And one of the ways that they actually deal with and cope with the trauma is through the use of illicit drugs or in many cases, even illegal drugs such as alcohol. And so when we talk about and think about it in the context of training individuals through the Brother Cow Institute, we really like to take that public health approach to it or medical approach to it or even addictions approach to it to really say, hey, listen, let's not paint everybody with the broad brush around drug use or thinking that it's one or the other when, in fact, a lot of communities, especially during these days, are coping with the stressors or daily stressors uh, that they're confronted with uh, through the use of illicit and in, in, um, in legal drug use to help them cope with the challenges that they're faced with. And so we like to take that approach and be empathetic to the fact that this is another mechanism by which people are, uh, are basically utilizing to help cope with the challenges, again, that they're faced with. Francine, as we kind of get ready to wrap things up here, we just have a few moments left in the interview, but I wanted to ask you again, could you run down everything that people need to know about BCHI, the event going on next Saturday, 10 to 2 on June 4th, um, the location and what it's all about. Just a quick summary again, what it's all about for anybody who may just be tuning in, uh, a website for people to learn more. Could you run down some of those details? The Brother Carl Hodrick Grand Opening is Saturday, June 4th, 2022 from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. located at 444 Albany Avenue, which is the Wilson Gray YMCA. The Brother Carl Hodrick Institute is headquartered there. The community block party will be right there in front, right on Albany Avenue. You cannot miss it. it the police, the Hartford PD is working with us as well. They've closed off the street, but they're also present. Um, you will be able to receive information if you're interested in becoming an intervener or if you have questions about the Brother Carl Hodrick Institute and how to get involved. If you cannot attend, please visit our website, which is www.bchinstitute.org. You will find information listed there in regards to our upcoming programs and opportunities. We have already had one successful uh, class that has uh, graduated and has been certified. They will be present as well as our ambassadors um, to answer any questions that you have. Thank you guys so much for being on this morning. Francine Austin and Andrew Woods with the Brother Carl Hardrick Institute. Any final thoughts? Maybe something we didn't touch on. No. Again, my thought is that um, this is... Violence prevention is something that belongs to, and that is the responsibility of everybody. So no matter where you live, no matter who you are, please come out on Saturday, June 4th. All right. Thank you both for being on Face Connecticut this morning. Really appreciate it. And we'll have to have another conversation down the line. All right. <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.